You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's great to be with you. Today, you all get to meet a new friend of mine. We are with Holly Heffernan, and we just met a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And as I got to know her and her story, I was like, our parents need to hear about this and get some encouragement along the way. So Holly, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am um, excited to be here. Yeah, well, why don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Sure. So um, my name, as Todd has said, is Holly Heffernan. Um, I've been married to my husband, Kevin, for seven years. I am a stay-at-home mom of two amazing little girls, Scarlett, who just recently turned four, Ava, who will be three in April, Yes, you heard that right. Back-to-back babes. (laughs) Um, Not planned, but worth every ounce of lost sleep and sanity. Um, We attend the Ballantyne campus, and I have been there serving on the music ministry team for, gosh, eight years now. Fantastic. Um, I don't get to serve as often as I'd like since the kids came along, but um, I do it every, you know, chance that I get, and we just, we love it there. Well, if you need to break out the song, here. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. So you are in the preschool phase right now and figuring that out. Yes. And so I'm in the preschool elementary phase. And so I tell tell parents who listen in on this often that I am an elementary-aged parent. I've only been parenting for nine years. Yeah. So I'm still figuring this out. So we're kind of, we're in the same boat making sense of this. Just trying to figure it all out. Stage of life here. (laughs) Well, as we got to know each other, I found out that you had a pretty unique and unexpected pregnancy delivery story with one of your daughters. Why don't you tell that story? Yes, yeah. So, um, so we did. I did. And gosh, where to even start? How much time do we have, Todd? Yeah, go for it. I mean, we can <laughs> multiple episodes. <laughs> you know, um, this story has so much depth and twist and turns. Um, there was some deep, deep, dark suffering, uncertainty, fear, hurt, you know, just to name a few. And yeah. somehow wildly unforeseen joy and deliverance. Mm. Um, um, God really showed himself to Kevin and I during Scarlett's delivery. He, um, he truly is a miracle working God. So to set the scene up, my husband and I were expecting our first baby girl due April the 3rd. And, um, we like all new parents were pumped. Mm. We were planning and preparing and, um, dreaming of what April 3rd was going to look like, what our baby was going to look like. Was she going to look like daddy or mommy? You know, those back and forth things that all new moms do. I thought I knew everything by my planning (laughs) and preparing, you know, my child was going to eat organically. I was going to homemade, make all the food homemade. Yes. Knit your own, knit your own cloth diapers. Yeah, do it all because that's what good moms do, right? (laughs) No, really, I was lost in Bye Bye Baby crying because I had no idea there were three different level of bottle nipples that all had a different flow. And I was like, wait, I'm so not prepared. Yes. So um, basically, I was preparing and planning to be completely unprepared. Right. Right. You know, at the end of it. So it was it was December of 2013, a very special Christmas season for our family for um, for many reasons, which I won't go into all the depth of the details here. But in short, it was um, mine and Kevin's last Christmas celebration as just us. Yep. And, you know, that's special. Um, and also it was my belated brother-in-law's. It was his third Christmas mm. uh, fighting bone cancer. And 
we all knew that each Christmas with him could possibly be the last. Right. So we were just taking in those moments. And um, on a joyful note, we were gearing up to head to Texas yeah. to celebrate Christmas and New Year's with Kevin's family and um, our nephew, which was his first Christmas, who mm. also happened to be the first grandbaby mm. on that side. So it was a Christmas season of many variables for, for all of us emotionally. Um, so Christmas Eve 2013, I did what I'd done for the past four Christmas Eves. I served on the music ministry team. Um, you know, we, we sang for that Christmas Eve service mm-hmm. and we, we went to my parents the following day after Kevin and I had our little Christmas celebration that morning yep. together. And then, um, we just, we ate and we opened presents and we, we did what all families do on Christmas day. And, um, the next day we made the trip back to Charlotte to get, um, prepared and, and ready to head to Texas yeah. and see Kevin's family. So, so we landed on, um, December the 28th. That was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we got to my brother and sister-in-law's house probably around four o'clock that afternoon. We we loved on Dane. We mm-hmm. we saw our our parents. Um, we just enjoyed each other's company. Yep. We ate amazing food. My um, my sister-in-law is quite a remarkable chef, mm-hmm. so we we ate some yummy food, and um, and we went to bed. Yeah. And about four a.m. that morning, I woke up in excruciating pain and I just thought something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I I remember waking up Kevin and saying, Hey, I think I'm in labor, dude. And he's like, no, no, you're not. Go back to bed. Right. Right. And, um, long story short, yeah, moms know they do know. I, um, I called my OB uh, as soon as possible and said, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Um, what should I do? And their response to me was get to an ER immediately. Yeah. So in that moment, I knew that something big was about to happen and that whatever it was, it was not going to be a good thing um, for myself or, or, or Kevin or my, or my baby. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we went, we got there about nine o'clock that morning and, um, 1.47 PM, Scarlett Grace was born. Um, she was one pound, Mm. um, 13 ounces and she was 14 inches long and, um, she was taken away from me just yeah. as fast as I laid my eyes on her. Hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was 25 weeks pregnant, so I just reached that that six month mark, almost yep. six months. So you know, my belly had just popped. Right, right. <laughs> and and then and then and then she was here. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I was completely unprepared for my baby. Yeah. I um, I was away from home, and I was in a NICU for the long haul. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for going into that story. I know it's yeah. relatable to some, but I mean, it's relatable to every mom who, right. who knows that. And you have this tremendous joy as a new mom, but right. in the back of your mind, there is this, this worry, this fear, like something, something could go yeah. wrong. Something could, something unexpected could happen. And so you had all your planning in place and you were mm-hmm. making preparations and everything got flipped upside down. Yep. So I, I imagine that it stretched and challenged a number of areas, right. both your life, your faith, your marriage, and whatever mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. go into mm-hmm. some of those. How did it affect yeah, you? Yeah, so so yeah, it, it, it challenged and stretched everything. Um, let me just jump in on life, yeah. how it changed my life. Yeah. Um, you know, my life changed in that I was no longer pregnant. Um, I was immediately relocated to Texas. Yeah. Um, I had a job at the time, so I had to quit my job wow. immediately. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, displaced from everything and everyone I knew loved and did life with on a regular basis, you know, my routine. Um, 
And to tap into how much that changed me, I've never left home. Mm. I was born and raised in a very small town in North Carolina and um, never really experienced life outside of those lines, if you will, yeah. um, until I married and moved to Charlotte, which was like moving to New York City mm-hmm. in my mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a lot of weight, a lot of weight um, that I was carrying um, carrying around. And, and last but not least, in, in changing my life, I knew in the back of my mind that Kevin was not gonna be able to stay there with mm-hmm. me for this long haul. Um, I knew that he had to leave in some at, at some point and that was terrifying and um we were lucky in that kevin's family was already there with us in texas but yeah. um one thing that really stood out to me in that state of life and that moment is the response of my parents mm. when they got the call um it, it kind of became kind of like a light bulb for me it led the way but you know i think my mother-in-law got in touch with them and within 30 minutes um, they had called and said, we're on our way. Wow. They had thrown clothes in a bag and jumped yep. in the car. And, As any good parent. Yeah, 19 hours straight drive mom, just just daughter. to get to yep. me. Yep. And and that was an aha moment. Like, you know what? That's not preparing. That's mm. doing. Yep. And and um, they just acted yep. on whatever their daughter needed yep. at the time. Which, the instinct you know, was of me. a parent. It was yeah. the instinct of a parent. They were prepared to be yeah. there. That's incredible. So, um, so that, that just my life changed and that I was ready to just yeah. do yeah, and not prepare and plan anymore. Yeah. Well, talk yeah. about your faith a little bit. You sure. say, you, you know, your, your, your faith has been super important to both yep. you and Kevin, yes. but something like this can right. shake it. Right. So Absolutely. talk about your faith a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, um, I was born and raised in church. I don't have a testimony that would include me ever not knowing the Lord. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like it grew right. or, or became about, um, I, I always knew God and, and I'm just so thankful for that, not to say that I, I'm a perfect daughter of the Lord's. Um, I, you know, I was a teenager once, and I broke the rules and I snuck that's out why of the we house. Have the advanced student yeah, ministry, you that's know. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I prayed the prayer to yeah, God, get yeah. me out of this. Yeah. I will. I promise you, I will just submit myself to you forever. I'm going to be a yes. miss, you know, oh missionary. So, so yeah, I've been yes. there. Um, yes. But I would say that my faith, um, basically, what happened to my faith in itself, since it was already. It was already there. It took shape in the form that it literally became my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was the blood in my veins, yeah, and um, the air in my lungs. Yeah, I remember Kevin and I were in the ultrasound room. The technician said, "We we got to get a picture. We need to know where where Scarlett's position, where she is." And we were down there for I don't know, probably thirty minutes, and. Um, the triage nurse frantically came busting through the door and said, we have to get her upstairs. Mm. She's going to have this baby. Mm. You know, her, her labs are back. They're not good. And, um, my world stopped. Mm. My husband's world stopped. Um, I looked at him and I remember he was just silent crying Mm. and that's like the worst, you know, like when you are so shaken, Mm -hmm. you can't even speak. Yeah. And, um, he, he managed to utter the words. He, he, I remember him looking at me and saying, Holly, what are we going mm-hmm. to do? And that was my moment. I was like, yeah. you know what we're going to do, Kevin? We're going to put our faith to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is not going to cripple us. Right. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, you're good. Yep. I um, grabbed his hands, and, and I started crying out to my father. And, um, you know, it wasn't even a weak cry. I remember being so strong yeah. and courageous. and. Yeah. I just felt like I could lift the world up. And, and in that moment, 
you know, he was there. The mm. spirit of the Lord was upon us. Yeah. And um, so. Yeah. Every parent yeah. has been in that, that place of desperation. And yeah. I think parenting is a full out practice in trust and faith. Absolutely. And you, you had to let Scarlett go right. so out of your hands into the hands of the doctors. And hopefully, you know, God's hands and the doctor's hands were one right. at that moment. That was our there. prayer. Sort of, yeah. That was it. <laughs> well, I, I know just newborn and mm-hmm. birth and pregnancy can, you know, uh, rattle a husband and wife, right. even just, you know, a, a normal expected pregnancy right. in that way. But this one out of the blue, not planned yeah. for talk about how it stretched and challenged yeah. your marriage. So, you know, um, God was really so gracious to Kevin and I, mm. um, during that period of our marriage. Um, now when we got home and had the second baby, <laughs> ask me that question. Then. <laughs> but during yep. that, during that moment, I, I just remember God being so gracious to us. Our marriage was so strong. We were so laser focused on, um, on the Lord, yeah. each other and, um, getting our baby home. And so I really feel like God just closed himself, clothed himself in yeah. those moments and just, and took that worry from us. So yeah. that's a praise report. Absolutely. I, um, I really can't complain in that. You know, I just think that when, when you are to a place that you have nowhere else to go or nothing else to do, but to look up, I encourage you to do it yep. because um, he definitely took the reins. Yeah, there's miracles and moments like that. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. like, okay, this is totally out of our hands. We could try yeah. to take control, right. and it usually goes in a totally different direction right. than we really want it to. Yeah. And you found or experienced a miracle in this moment. I really that, did. Yeah. You know, looking back, I think our marriage was probably the best it had ever been yeah, in that yeah. situation. And no one would ask for that. Like, no give me a crazy situation yeah. to make us the best we've ever been. You know? Right. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. God that's really a, took that's care incredible. Of us. Yeah. So as you look back on it, how is Scarlett doing nowadays? Um, well, she's four, uh, going on 16. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you know, Scarlett, no looking back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that aside, um, looking back. Wow. I mean, it's just beauty from ashes. Yeah. Um, it would take another podcast to go into yeah, all those yeah. days and all the miracles that, you know, we saw before our eyes, um, the lessons that the Lord so lovingly taught us. But to, uh, to sum it all up, Scarlett and I left the NICU April the 10th. 2014. Seven days after her birth, expected yes. birth date. That's exactly right, which is cray gray, yep, but yep. you know, um, but she was five pounds, 14 ounces and complete perfection. Mm. It was a long Christmas vacation. Okay. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she, she's really doing so well. She is Good. an amazing child. Good. She's full of compassion, grace, love, and she really has the sweetest spirit. Yeah. Um, she's very strong-willed and very determined, um, and I cannot wait to see what the Lord's going to do with her life. Yeah, you know. So people have had have a story like this. Mm-hmm. You're you're not the only one. You're but your story is unique to you, right? And Kevin, right? Uh, but not everyone's story turns out like this. So what no, did this experience no. teach you in this in kind of the the span of those four months yeah. and these four years? Where were you? Yeah, where you are now? That's a good question, Todd. Because um, in the NICU. You 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 um you are one of many parents who want the same outcome. Yep, yep. I mean you are, and and unfortunately not all parents mm-hmm. had that outcome. Yeah. And um, I remember being in that moment. I I wanted God to do it differently for me, but mm-hmm. I knew that He may not. Yeah. The the experience taught me that 
we really have no control Hmm. and life is so fragile and um when you have your first baby or when you have a baby, the, the thing that you, the last thing you're thinking about is death. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you're thinking about, Oh my goodness, there's this new baby. I'm going to take her home. Yeah. Life is so got blissful. These cute little booties so to wonderful. put on that baby. Yeah. <laughs> you're like thinking about, Oh, what's her outfit going to yeah, be like, yeah. you, you know, but it truly taught me to let go. Mm. And interestingly enough, um, during that time, oceans was really popular. The yep, song. Yep. Um, and I had sung it at church, um, several months before I'd given mm. birth. And I remember the Lord asking me, are you ready to walk on water? Hmm. In the middle of me doing that song. Right. And I thought, what in the world's going on? And I, no, I'm not ready to walk on water. But but then I said, yes, Lord, I am ready to walk on water. And I think that was my walk on water moment. Yes. I really yeah. do. And yeah. it taught me to keep my eyes on the Lord no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. There's um, a lesson in That's like when yeah. singing becomes worship. Yeah, when right? singing More becomes than, worship. Yes. That's and good. and um, so yeah, that got me home. Yeah, you know. Well, good. Well, glad that Scarlett's doing well, and she'll be able to listen to her mom on this podcast. She'll be sharing it with she all our will. friends, all yeah, our four-year-old friends. So. Like, hey, your yeah. moms need to listen to this. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, something goodness. that is is really fascinating to me, and it's it's amazing from my vantage point is. You're a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and your husband travels regularly for mm-hmm. work. And so the stay-at-home mom gig yeah. is is a big deal. There's right. a, a lot of responsibility. You're running a lot of errands. But when you add on the work that your husband does right, and right. he has to travel, so you're you're holding down the fort you right. know, for a number of days during the week yeah. and making it happen for your girls and for your family. So I, I just have a ton of questions and I'm sure. just gonna like rapid yeah. fire them and you yeah. answer it however okay. you want to. Okay. So with this experience and kind of this stage of life that you're in, what are some tips and trip tricks that mm-hmm. you've learned to navigate the season? How do you stay sane? Mm-hmm. How do you and your husband prioritize your relationship with each other? Right. And how do you prioritize your relationship with Jesus? Yes. So all of that that's in a, there. That's a lot, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's start with, with, yeah, I am a stay-at-home parent yeah. to Scarlett. And our little surprise sister, Ava, who yep. came right behind her, um, funny fact, God's hilarious, and that Ava was born April 3rd, 2015. Oh, wow. So exactly yes. one year later wow. um, from, from around, you know, Scarlett's yep. due date, her original due date. So that's funny in itself. But yeah. anyway, um, so I say I'm with the girls. I, I'm there a lot. There are, there are some really long days um, with the girls. The one thing that I try to do um, is I try to keep it routine, mm-hmm. um, tips and tricks, yep. uh, if you will. I try to keep everything pretty consistent. You know, we, we eat at the same time. Mm-hmm. We nap at the same time. We um, do an activity together at the same time. The girls are in preschool Tuesdays and Thursdays, which mm-hmm. helps helps mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but I basically just treated them like they were twins Yeah. to keep the scheduling yep. pretty consistent for us. Um, one thing that I, that I tell moms, though, you know, these are my tips and tricks. Yep. If, if yep. a schedule doesn't work for your child, doesn't work for your lifestyle, um, don't don't drive yourself crazy trying to make one. Yeah. So, um, you know, your baby and you know yourself. So just kind of get in the mindset that you think that, that you need and your baby needs, um, to stay sane. I don't know that I am sane. (laughs) (laughs) There are questionable days, you know, I don't think any parent is sane, but, (laughs) um, no, but, but in all honesty, one way that I do try to stay sane is that I've got an awesome group of girlfriends. Good. Um, 
they they've been with me with children pre-children after children um, and they're good women I mean mm-hmm. these are women that have really poured into me um, just on a on a on a Christian note, but yep. even on a everyday note, yep. when when I'm not feeling like a Christian, yeah, when yeah. when I'm not a good friend even or a good mom, um, but I make I make time for them. We make good. sure that we have moments to get together, and that may even look like they're coming over in their PJs to my house and have coffee while my kids are screaming and running around. But yeah, it's just yep. a moment to get myself you know back circled. Um, yep. A group that gets you. Yeah, a group that yep. gets me. So yep. that that's really been helpful. Yeah, that's good. So also one thing, um, if, if we're jumping into the how do we keep my relationship with Jesus. Um, Church has always been huge to me. When the girls came along, it became difficult to get there. That makes Um, sense. Just for for many reasons, you know, Scarlett just had a poop. As soon as we got in the car, we got to get out. We got to change her, you know. And someone's crying, someone's yelling, and then it ends up that we're all in the car and we're all screaming, crying, and yelling. And it's like, man, I don't even want to go. It's too hard. But Kevin and I have made a commitment to each other that that we fight for those church services on Sunday mm. mornings, and it, and it may look like that we're only there once a month, mm-hmm. twice a month. Yeah. But but we are devoted to keep it as consistent as possible, yeah. and we fight through those times. And it's like a workout. Like you never go to the gym and say, yes, "Oh my gosh, that's good. I can't believe yep. that I just why did I work out?" I mean, right. it's the same thing with church. Yep. You get there, and it's like. Man, I'm so glad I fought through that because mm-hmm. the Lord always has a word for us yep. um, to, to lead us to our next season. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and then um, we date night. We make sure to um, step back and have date nights and yeah. really commit to have conversation with each other. Um, we always start out talking about the girls, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're so beautiful and yeah. oh, she's so smart. But we yeah. try to circle the conversation back around to us and yep. how we're feeling and where our emotions are and um, and what can I do, Kevin, to, to make you feel more loved yeah. or, you know, what can I do, Holly, to give you a break? So yep. we just really try to, to um, share moments with yeah. just he and I, and, yep. and that's really nice. And our parents have been so awesome in that they will take the girls for the weekend or yep. for an overnight, you know, little nighty for us to get out right, and just right. get back to, to us. Um, and that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks good. are good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a, in a stage of life where we did have the advantage of having date night on a regular basis and right. we have three boys now. So right. it's a handful for anybody watching and we have yeah. family in town oh, who goodness. are always willing to watch, but it doesn't work out as regularly right. as, as we would like. And so we have figured out ways to kind of incorporate like a date moment in the day. And so we'll brew up some coffee and we'll uh, hire the TV babysitter and we're going we're gonna to have coffee on the back porch and we're going to do exactly what yeah. you said. We'll talk about the kids for a moment. Then we'll talk about us and say, Hey, let's just, let's get on the same page. Like right. those questions. I love what you're asking. You know, how can you feel more loved? How can yeah. you feel more supported? What can I do to lighten the load? Is there right. anything that I'm missing? You know, just those connect point moments. Absolutely. It doesn't always have to be romantic. It doesn't have to be a big deal, big dinner, but setting aside. So as yeah. I'm, I'm figuring that out, I think that date moment is super important, but it doesn't so always true. work right. uh, for everybody's stage of life. Right. And so that's where I'm at, but I have yeah. to prioritize that. Yeah. And you know, for Kevin and I, I think it just helps remind us, um, we've been married for seven years and sometimes life just gets thrown at you so fast. I mean, yep. there are moments that we look at each other and say, who are you? Yep. Why did I marry you? Yeah. <laughs> What's even going on right now? Remind me. Remind me. And <laughs> I've got so, this ring on my finger. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what exactly is going on here? But you know, it just reminds us that man, we fell in love. Yeah. 
and we made commitments to yep. each other. Yep. And um, and that didn't disappear. Yeah. You know, life life is happening and um, circumstances around us are changing, but our love and the devotion that we that we have for each other yeah. that started way back when that that's real yeah. that was real and so i don't we, think god ever created children to get in the way of no, our marriage absolutely not but it, it does just, complicate yeah, things it, it complicates right? things absolutely very busy yeah. we're tired and it's like yeah i'll talk to you, talk to you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> well at forest hill we believe mm-hmm. that parents are the primary spiritual leaders in the life of their children so how do you embrace that personally? What mm-hmm. does that look like? I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a professional Christian. I work for the church. Yeah, you're professional. But as you, as yeah. you, you know, work it out in the day to day, what does yeah. that look like? Well, um, one thing that I always think about is my own life growing up, yeah. and um, how that has led me to how I come up with answers and solutions today. Um, I think about the first time I ran into like a controversy or a choice or a, mm-hmm. or a view that I had to think for myself or um, the first time that I was ever approached to do something that wasn't right or good for me. Yeah. You know, what what did that look like? I mean, and that started with excluding a friend on the playground, mm. um, telling a story, yeah. taking something that didn't belong to me. And then later in life, that turned into drugs, alcohol, right. you know, things that weren't so good. And every time... Um, I think about how I was in my own life as an adolescent and I was approached with a choice to make, I'd seek the truth first. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the way that I parent is to teach my kids to seek the truth first. Um, And so so what that means is um, I am trying to prepare them for a world that is not for them. And Mm -hmm. so when I do that and, and I think like that, um, I just, I think, man, I, I got to teach them to be more like Jesus. And, and I know it's silly to say this, but it's like the WWJD bracelet mm-hmm. we, we yeah. all wore. Like, yeah. what would Jesus do? I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but, um, so yeah. So in, in thinking about parenting them and how my personality needs to be geared to parent them in that way, um, I just, I set myself up to teach them that yes, they are in this world, but they are not of this world. Mm. And, and that really, you know, takes shape um, for, for how our parents. So my girls and I, we talk a lot and I try to include them in everyday tasks and conversations about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That's good. Um, is it important? It, it's important to me to provide an open door in all aspects of their life um, because no one in this world can, can love them or ever will love them like their mama, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, but I'm not naive in thinking that their life um, is going to be in a bubble. So I want to take advantage of every single moment I have with them. Um, and I know in the back of my mind, like I said, the world isn't, isn't going to be there for them. And I also know how fragile life is. You know, I learned that early with Scarlett. Yeah. The first real fear of death happened in that moment that she was born. Um, so, you know, most new moms and dads, um, their babies into the world. And the last thing that, that they think about is, is losing them. But since I did have to think about that, um, I started parenting them in the, in the real knowledge that one day I, I'm, I am going to lose them. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to die. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And so what's important to me is the question. And, and what is important to me is that they know Jesus yeah. and, yeah. Um, and that their soul um, is saved that mm-hmm. they they come to know a love for Jesus and and where does that start? It starts in my home mm-hmm. and you know and some days it's a messy delivery. Right. I can't say that I am perfect in making that delivery, but but I attempt it yep. and I start it 
and yeah. we talk about Jesus and you know, they're, they're little right now. So mm-hmm. it's like, Oh mommy, that's a flower. Yes, honey, that is a flower. Who made that beautiful flower? Yeah. Jesus made that flower. Oh, he did. He made it for me. Like, yeah. you know, it's those kind of conversations and I'm just hope, hoping and praying by including God in our home and having that, that, um, open dialogue yep. that that is going to start them, um, or open their hearts up yeah. to um, to have a relationship with Christ. There's got to be some value and worth in starting conversations early. Yeah. Because there will come a point when they don't really want to talk yeah. to you. Absolutely. And I think that comes back around and they get yeah. older in their 20s and stuff like that where the conversations start back up. But they take they take on different forms. Right. Like you were saying, I, I have the same story. My son will look out the window and be like, hey, Dad, look at the, the sky God created us today. And I'm like, ah. Oh, He's getting it. He's that getting he's going to recognize yeah. that this was created by the God that we believe in. Right. Now, my nine-year-old, he's asking the questions about the Bible or about life. Why do people act like, act this way? What does the Bible mean by that? And so it puts me kind of on the line of going, okay, I need to know my stuff. I right. need to be pursuing a relationship with Jesus Absolutely. as well, you know, yeah. for my benefit, for my growth, but for to influence my children Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I always think that every everyone needs encouragement, whatever they're going through. Yeah. When it comes to you, you're a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, your husband travels a lot for work. What encouragement do you have for the moms who are holding down the fort? Mm. Well, I'm allowed to say this. Drink equal amounts of coffee and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> we'll let you figure out which one you're kidding about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my encouragement would be this. Don't stop trying. Yeah. You know, fight for your kids. No matter how exhausted or frustrated you are. Um, and by fighting, I literally mean just get up with a can-do attitude. Yeah. Um, really think hard and clear about your expectation of your day, too. I, I found for me, you know, if you're like me and you think that um, at the end of the day, if you have gotten a shower, you've gotten your makeup on, you look good, yeah. you've been... You, you went for a run, you've gone to the grocery store, you've mm-hmm. made this gourmet dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, man, that's a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be real. Sometimes I don't even <laughs> I got out my of bed. teeth. Yeah. I got out of bed. Yep. My kid projectile vomited uh-huh. everywhere. My yep. other child's about to fall down the stairs. Yep. Like just keeping them alive is a good thing. Yes. You yes. know? So um, that would be that would be my encouragement. Just um, continue to have a can do attitude. Yeah. Um, and then also I have to remind myself of this every day. They're not always going to be preschoolers. Mm-hmm. They're not always going to be toddlers. Like yep. this season is going to end. Yep. Um, and I know in the thick of it and in the moments of it, you feel like I'm not going to make it. This will last forever. I'm going to be changing <laughs> a butt forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yep. just, you know, it, it takes the breath out of you sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that would be my encouragement. Yep. I, mm-hmm. Something my wife says all the time is she'll say to herself, I'm going to give myself grace today. Yeah. That that permission. Hey, uh, we got out of bed. Win. Yeah, you know, we're doing good. We fed the children. Win. <laughs> all right. But I lo- I loved how you said we paint this Pinterest board, we right? Do. For yeah. for being a mom or right. being the perfect family, and it's like, hey, scrap the Pinterest yeah. board and be you. Just be you. And give yourself grace. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Well, finish by. I would love to for you to share, take the moment to talk yeah. about dreams and prayers that you have yeah. for your girls. I, yeah. I love for parents to think this way, yeah. is dream about your children yeah. and then pray that God would fulfill his plans in their yeah. lives. So what, what about you? 
So, you know, we all, we all want our children to do well. Yep. Um, I would love for them to, to succeed in school and, and do something beautiful for the world and um, be kind to their peers and um, just be good girls. Yeah. That's really what I want. But at the end of the day, my dream and my goal and my desire is honestly to um, make sure they love Jesus, mm. to know him. You know, it really took my breath away, and it still takes my breath away to think that there sure. will come a time when they are adolescents and they have to make the choice if they are going to follow this Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and the world is rapidly changing so yeah. quick. You know, it's terrifying to me in a sense. So um, my goal, my dream, my hope mm. is that they, Scarlet Neva, if you're listening. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Girls. Will, will make the choice. Um, yeah. To love this guy, to our father. Yeah. I mean, because he, because if they do that, if they love Jesus, I know that the rest of their life will yeah. be fine. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. They may have some yeah. planned, unexpected moments, right? right that they you may. were talking about, but yeah. uh, just as your faith has studied yeah. you, uh, he yeah. is the only one who can study us. Yeah, I know from so experience. That's he great. can study. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's why we say over and over again on this podcast yeah. to say it again is. We want to see Jesus made the yeah. priority of our lives. And one thing I will say about my girls, I think is important. Um, you know, as a parent, sometimes you think they're not even going to get this Jesus concept. Mm-hmm. Like they're terrified of Santa Claus. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, what is Jesus? What are you yeah. talking about, mom? Yep. I have been so surprised at um, how how receptive they are yep. when we talk about Jesus and um, how they, they light up. Yep. Um, how they will recite their Bible verses that we're working on and how they, they use them in real life. Like, yep. The other night, this is kind of funny, but not. But um, I was tired. Kevin was tired. Scarlett really, really wanted us to read her a bedtime story. And Kevin's yeah. like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm ready. To, I can't. Daddy can't. I'm done. Yeah. And Scarlett looked at him and said, Daddy, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> and so we're like, oh. All right. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. All righty. I guess you're right. We're reading the story. Dang it. But it's, it's just amazing that at four years old, she gets yeah. it. Yep. That it connects, and that just proves to me that, you know, that there the seed is there. Yep. The Lord planted it at creation. Yep. We just have to water and grow it. Yeah, it will and, not and, be wasted. Yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. Holly, thank you so much for sharing your yeah. life and story, and absolutely, and your parenting, and yeah. what's what's been working for you, and yeah. what hasn't been, and right. everything in between. So, right. it was really good. Well, let me say a prayer to Actually, wrap up yeah, our time. Please, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time uh, with Holly, getting to know her and sharing her story about your work in her life and in her family's life. Continue to reveal yourself, make yourself known to her and Kevin and to her girls, but also to all our listeners. God, we pray that we would make Jesus the priority of our lives. And when we face the good times and the hard times, that you would help us make sense of it all as we trust you and hand things over, hand over the control, hand over the fear, hand over the doubt, uh, hand over the unexpected, and walk with you through these moments in life. Thank you that we get to be a part of your story that you're telling to this world. And we pray that you would use Holly's story to encourage others. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.